Welcome to a special revenge-themed Fins Up podcast. I'm your vengeful host, Sutho Dan, and for those who missed it last night and looking at the numbers, there were plenty of you. The other half of the podcast went rogue last night, recording a basketball-themed version of the pod, and uh, left me left me quite hurt. So you know what? Tonight's all about vengeance, and when you get vengeance, you go to those close to you. I went through the annals of the annals, not annals, Rich. Calm down. Of the um, the podcast history. And instead of getting the best host, I've brought a gentleman back who is looking for redemption tonight, the great Rich Ossington. Mate, how are you? Thank you so much for coming back on. Mate, thank you for having me. This is great. Now, we're, we're here to talk footy tonight, but we're here to hurt Terry. Yes. Yeah, so I, I think yes, before I we get into the um, the run of the football, we should do, we've got a special top five. It's been a while since we bought this. We, we did this, but what we're going to do is we're going to do the top five things that we hate about our good friend, the artist formerly known as Mortz. Um, I, I'm going to start, Rich, because it's my show. Uh, number one, he's too tall. Makes me look stupid and it hurts my neck looking at him. What do you got? <laughs> Mate, look, to be honest, number one, I had height the exact same. He's just, he's way too tall. Is uh, number two. He pressured me into doing a podcast. So instead of being in a bath and shipping champagne, I'm here talking to you on a Thursday night. <laughs> number two, I had the same. I hate how good he sounds on the pod. He's just got a perfect voice for radio, and I don't like it. It's too sexy. Uh, number three, I got peer pressure. Um, until I'd met Mort, I'd never had a beer. <laughs> I find that hard to believe. Um, Number three, I had. I hate that he lives so far away. Oh, that's that's so nice. I've got number four, coarse language. Again, I never said a swear until I met met Mortz. <laughs> number four, I've got. I hate that he moved uh, work away from the city. He doesn't buy me Mary's burgers after work anymore. And uh, number five, I've simply got everything else. <laughs> Brilliant. I've got uh, number five. I hate that he doesn't tell me that he loves me every day. Mate, that is, that is sickeningly sweet. Hey, look, I've got a confession. Confession, Rich. Mate, I, did, I, didn't, think, I didn't think you could do it tonight. I, I just didn't think that you could carry your half of the pod. So I went out and organised a third guest, or a second guest, a third member of the podcast, uh, to carry what I would assume you would drop later on. So um, without further ado, let's introduce the second guest. Making his first appearance on Fins Up is the great James Manley. How's it going, mate? G'day, boys. How you doing? Hello, mate. Um, I just, I've actually got a couple to add there to your five things. Is that okay? Oh, please. Of course. A couple of things, a couple of things you missed out. Um, obviously, tall. His hands are big. Um, you know, that's, that's something I don't like. So... Uh, <laughs> But number three, he changes jobs too often. What's with that, right? Like every time I see him, he's got a new job. And number like one, that. he's a Queensland fan. So um, oh, yeah, every time true. I'm talking good footy with him and then next thing you know, he just tells me how much he hates New South Wales. So I don't really like that at all. Mate, that that's a good point. <laughs> we, we could have done 20 each, I reckon, and gone all night. <laughs> We could keep going. What's up next, Dan? Well, mate, I we have we have a um. I've written vengeance here. This this was something Rich actually suggested because this has been in the pipeline for a couple of days. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Rich came forward because we're, we're talking about vengeance tonight, and he came up with the ultimate story of vengeance. James, if you want to jump in after too, by all means. But but Rich, what you got for us, mate? Yeah, 
Mate, when when you when you approached me for this revenge pod, I thought, oh, there's been a few or well, many classic revenge stories over the years, and I guess my number one would have to be Rocky Four, when uh, Rocky Balboa defeats Ivan Drago after Ivan killed Apollo Creed. I just thought that's that that's revenge. That is revenge ultimate. That is revenge. You got anything, mate? We sort of threw you on the um, on the spot there. Uh, myself, uh, greatest revenge on um, Gannon's Road, maybe, when uh, the Sharks development got up, and uh, they didn't like it, so I loved that. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, they're, both, they're both good. They're both uh, pop culture references, but I think I've topped you both, of course. Mine is the um, semi-final a couple of years ago on the football. Matt Moylan got his revenge on Penrith. After being walked out of the club and traded in a joke trade for Jim James Maloney, uh, he broke their hearts. Absolutely cut them apart in that first half. Got us to an unassailable lead and took us to a grand final qualifier. So, um, felt good. Love it. So, boys, let's talk some footy. Let's talk some sharkies. the The big story, of course, is um, well, I was going to say the better of the two Morris brothers, but I don't know anymore. Josh Morris having a bit of a sulk. Looking for a release, we finally get it to him, and he bitches on us on the way out. Boys, talk to me. I um, I'll jump in. I'm reading today that he's, you know, talking about how the Roosters' training is is better than Cronulla's. That just made me think. He literally left, and the next day, the season was shut down, and everyone went into isolation. So, what training is he talking about? Well, mate, the general feedback I got from Twitter, which isn't the best place to get feedback, is that his brother told him the training was better, so that's what he's running with. Right. Ridiculous. James, what are your thoughts on Morris? Mate, I I lost a lot of respect for the bloke, to be honest. Um, I thought he was always uh, a pretty sound player, even though he's an ex uh, St George player. His uh, feats for New South Wales were pretty legendary, but, yeah, the way he carried on and made up all these excuses and wanted out and wanted in and everything like that, I just, yeah, I just lost a lot of respect for the bloke. I, I just, uh, I thought he'd carry himself a little bit better using his management to rubbish the Sharks and to try and pressure them and things like that. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed, to be honest. I've heard from more than one source that he was, he was sulking uh, as a baby was the words I was given. Um, I, I expect more from a player with uh, with that experience and that level of media commitment. I mean, this isn't his first first time. Yeah, exactly right. No, but yeah, he's been around the block. He he knows what it's all about, and he up until this point, it seems like he's carried himself quite well throughout his career. And yeah, just definitely left a sour taste in my mouth. James, you reckon he left because he wanted to play with his brother, or is he looking for a premiership? Um, maybe a bit of both, and fair play to him if that's what he wanted. But let's let's be honest, he was lucky to get a, a contract right with us. Um, pretty good team on the hunt for a premiership ourselves. Um, yeah, and, and if he wanted to play with his brother, he wanted another one. That's good, but maybe you know the negotiations could have been done behind closed doors, and and maybe uh, to mutual benefit rather than uh, how it went down. Absolutely. Hey, Rich, um, Morris is actually listening now, I'm quite quite sure. Do you have a message for him? <laughs> oh, put me on the spot. Um, 
Yeah, don't let the door hit you in the vagina on the way out. Absolutely. I'm, oh, I'm angry. I, I thought he was one of our best last year, and I, I, th- I think he's gone about this the wrong way, to be truthful. Absolutely. And as James said, we, you know, if we didn't give him that contract, I'm pretty certain no one else was lining up to offer him anything. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a bit shit how it's all played out. Could have been at the Titans, right? That would have been awesome. <laughs> That's where he should have gone. Now. Hey, the the other big story of the day. It's come out that the Players Association, led by the um, the not so great Cameron Smith, have uh, declined to train until their pay's worked out. Uh, before I throw over to you boys, on one hand, I don't blame them. You know, you want to know where your money's coming from. On the second hand, they've been paid a, a couple of months in advance at full freight. Um, Cam Smith's, you know, sitting with three boats that he didn't legally earn out the front and probably a full staff at home, while players like Toby Rudolph and stuff are struggling to make ends meet and just want to get out there. Rich, what, what do you reckon, mate? Do you think this is a ploy for more money or just a time waster? It's, it really baffles me. I think it's a bit of both that you mentioned there, a time waster and, and a play for more money. But, I mean... Do you really want to risk that? I mean, if the season doesn't get up and running, you're going to get nothing. So wouldn't you rather get it started, start playing, you know, start training and, and earn your money, at least earn something? Um, I mean, for me, as you said, there's players out there that have just made their debut or about to make their debut that that need this. They really need to get back out there and, and play to earn their money. And then you've got other players that have played 400 games too many and um, they've earned their money in their boats and they're happy to, you know, wrap things up. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy, mate. Jimmy, have yourself? Yeah, man, I think you, 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 your start of that there made a lot of sense to me when you mentioned Cameron Smith, who's a massive uh, grub. Um, I, I'd like to use other words, but it's a family podcast, so I won't. But he, he sort of said all along he doesn't want to play. Well, what's with that bloke? Um, I don't know. He doesn't want to move out of Melbourne. He doesn't want to move to Sydney. Does the guy want to play footy? He's played five million games. He can't handle it anymore. Is that what he's advising all the other players? They've got to earn money somehow. What do they expect to do? Just sit around and get paid the full cap for doing nothing? That's not how life works, right? Exactly right. I mean, Channel 9 have come out and said, if you don't provide the product, you're not getting any money. And truthfully, I can't blame them. I mean, it's a commercial decision. Uh, my Honestly, my the way I see it is, you've got a month to work that out. The NRL aren't going to play your pittance. Even if they pay you half a contract, you're still earning more than 90% of the bloody population. Just get out there and train and let it take care of itself. But I mean... If Cam Smith's the one talking up, and I know it's not just him, he's sort of been made the ugly, disgusting 10 in the bin in Cronulla that night was amazing face of the whole farce. But uh, there seem to be a lot of reasons to not start. I just want to get some rugby league going. 100%. Bring it back. What have you guys been doing to pass the time without the greatest game of all? Mate, just working away and um, in the spare time caught up with uh with jimmy a couple of times we've got a few beers some punts on the races um a bit of xbox playing rugby league to get our fix um yeah not a lot other than that really uh yeah for myself uh pretty much the same it, it's funny that uh the only sport left at the moment is horse racing so i bet on that instead of the footy which is a little bit different but 
Uh, I'm lucky in that I train with a mate who's got a home gym, so I'm there a fair bit during the week. Uh, not working from home, so I've still got to, got to go through and, uh, to and from work every day. But yeah, just drinking more, um, watching more shit TV and playing Xbox, yeah. Hey, I need, I need a new Netflix show, boys. What have you been watching? Give me something. Mate, I've started, I'm up to episode four of The Last Dance. Um, I know this isn't a basketball pod, but that is what I've been watching. Yeah, highly anyway. recommended. Have you got Fox still, still Dan? Yep, sure do. Yeah. Uh, there's a good show in there, uh, What We Do in the Shadows, a bit of a funny vampire kind of TV series. Oh, yes, yes, I have seen that, what we do. I've been watching, you've always seen The League, the um, the fantasy uh, draft roundabout show from a couple of years back? Yes. Absolutely I love it. I have seen that one, actually. Oh, mate, you got to get on it. we got to start a fantasy league next year and be like these guys. All they do is is um, sleep with hot women, drink heaps, and never go to work. Sign me up. It is an absolute cracker show. I'm hoping that comes on to Netflix or Stan. Wait, boys, the Tiger King. Everyone ra- like raves about it. What are your thoughts? <laughs> Unbelievable show that. Unbelievable. Uh, I, I, it's um, it's funny that we watch it. We watch a show. What, what do they say? Uh, uh, a gay guy that's um, seducing straight white men with mess and targets. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> I don't get it, boys. Honestly, I've watched it. I don't get it. <laughs> let's let's get serious here before we, before we have some more fun. Let's talk CWC, Jim. I know this year's probably out, mate, but what? Um, moving to the new, the new venue, Shark Park 2.0, uh, what did you guys sort of have, have set up? Um, I think the uh, the boys are trying to head to the hill, go back to a bit of old school CWSC, uh, maybe get a little bit more rambunctious, uh, but there's a bit less security around, yeah, so they can uh, have a good time and sink a few more beers and support the Sharks. Rich would be sitting up in the, uh, the corporate box, of course. <laughs> Turn it up. Well, um, I'll tell you what though. I'll be on the hill, mate. Were you guys were you guys there in round one before the um before this all this took effect? You know what, um, Jimmy and myself actually had tickets. We were going to go with my old man, and we got pretty good tickets right on halfway. And because the weather was so bad, my dad piked it, and then um, we were sort of umming and ahhing back and forth on the day. And we made a call when the rain was to rent, and ended up watching it at at uh, Jimmy's house and the weather cleared up so we are kicking ourselves we didn't get out there <laughs> yeah, I was really disappointed in myself on that one <laughs> I, I was actually down the coast at Wollongong I could actually see Wynn Stadium from the uh, from the draft because um, I think in round one whatever we'll probably lose as we normally do um, my exact words were ah there'll be plenty of home games to go to don't worry about it <laughs> so I, I I fear this this might be um you know, a bit of my fault. But speaking of CWSC, you boys have been on plenty of away trips. Any favourites? Any highlights? Oh, I was thinking about this before. I um, I recall, James will know this one. It was years ago. I reckon I would have been maybe fresh 18, maybe not even. And we beat Manly at Brookie, which never happens, as you guys know. And um, obviously we're going absolutely ballistic down at the fence. Um, and players walked over. We broke the fence as the players approached and then a few of us were just on the field hugging the players and 
Yeah, that was that was a highlight. That was a pretty good one. I think I love that game too. We uh we got to clap clap out the uh, Manly fans in their own ground. It doesn't happen too often at Brookie. It was one of the greats. <laughs> was was that the one where they attacked the bus after the game? That's the one. Yeah, we got a yeah. beer bottle thrown thrown through it. Yeah, I, the back I, of the bus there. I actually got the bus there. Um, I actually met my my future and wife and then ex wife Laura that night. The uh, the Manly fan on the hill. Um, I remember that night because I think it was Maka or, or Garbo or yourself, James, were given a speech at the front of Bookie, how everyone had to be on their best behaviour, and I needed to go number one so bad that I would have murdered anyone to get in. You know, it would, I just made it, but boy, it was close. <laughs> I think one of the other good ones was uh, the first uh, hazmat suit games at, at Cogra at Jubilee. They were uh, they were pretty pretty amazing. Was that a Sunday Arvo or? A... Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, it was a pretty warm day on the side of the hill there. Yes, I remember. I remember it melting and sticking to my arm with uh with our Andy yeah, cousin yeah. from memory. <laughs> you got got any others, Rich? Any um? I know you usually get chauffeured to and from, but some of us have to catch a bus. Trying to think back to really, really old ones. Um, a few really good trips to Newcastle on the Bus of Dreams. Um, oh, do you guys remember our old bus driver Frankie? Like the oh, original. <laughs> he was a. He was an absolute classic. We used to hand the hat around um, on the way home and throw in any loose change, and we'd give that to him as a tip. Um, I think there was a game at Newcastle as well that we that we won and we I don't think we were favourites at all for that. We we won that and broke the fence there too. So <laughs> kinda of going with the theme of breaking fences, but they, yeah, they stick out. I remember uh, we went to Penrith one day and he, and he drove us via Bonnet Bay. It took us an extra hour and a half or something. We were going where are we going? Um, I think we were going to Parramatta or somewhere and you know with those bus trips, everyone gets to the you know gets to the club early naturally and sinks a few beers and then well and truly get into them on the bus. But I think we'd been driving for about an hour and we were on a highway and we took an exit um, off the M5 or somewhere and eventually someone said, um, "Where are you going?" And he was driving to, he was driving literally for an hour in the wrong direction, going to Canberra or something like that. When we were and we nearly missed the kickoff. That's, Jim, were you were you there in um, Auckland when we met up with the Mad Butcher? Yeah, I was. Yeah, actually at, at Topol. Yeah, that, that's what they that's what they call the place. Yeah, that was that was one of the great one of the great weekends. Um, a few drinks there. He was um, a bit of a crazy kind of guy, wasn't he? He was, but I'll tell you what, I'll never forget that because we got there and our Australian ATM cards weren't working, and they were like, you, this was before the day of tap and go. And they couldn't they couldn't register the cards in the um, in the ATM machines. Um, so we were looking like we'd have to go back 15, 20 minutes to the closest uh, servo to get some money out at a ridiculous exchange rate. And the mad butcher um, got his wallet out, had about ten grand in cash, gave us all a hundred bucks each. So no way. Yeah, it took us for a, it took us up to the um, the mad butcher room, the Stacy Jones throne, and uh, took us all around. It was a freaking great one. I remember. Um, we all sent money back, obviously, when we got back 
got back to the shores, but uh, mate, I, I don't know too many people who would who would do that. That's unbelievable. I mean, Rich Just could, like... but whether he would or not. <laughs> Maybe for you, Dan, if you ask nicely. <laughs> The funny thing about those days, I remember more the places I went than the games. The Normanby fish shows, um, yeah, those were great days. Uh, the moose, is it the moose heads or something? Where's the and the, the other the cowboy or whatever it was up in Townsville? Um, yeah, all those nightclubs, right? Those dodgy, uh, what you call them, rural kind of nightclubs. Yeah, they were always the best. Mate, I think I think the best though, other than the grand final, that was insane. Was um, the game at Penrith where we stood on the hill and smacked them by about forty, and they were all um, all the Penrith fans were telling us to shut up and sit down. I think they went two 0 up, and the next eighty minutes was just absolute curry back to them. Ah, oh, that nothing will ever beat that. Oh, I love it. They were good sports, the Penrith fans. I'd, like they, we give it to each other, you know, regardless of the result. Um, they were always pretty welcoming. When we went there, even you know after the game, they'd clap us and thank us for coming, and we do the same thing at Sharks. They were pretty good. Yeah, when they won, they weren't so happy when they got flogged. <laughs> <laughs> but again, there was a great bottle shop next to Penrith, wasn't there? We used to pull in and raid. I, I don't remember that. I remember we used to get there into the um, into the car park right on kickoff, and I remember seeing Missy Taylor Papa walking across, and the whole bus. Just singing him in, he ran over and hugged us all. That was, that was pretty special. Those those were many years and a couple of kids ago. I don't think I could I could go all the way to Penrith without having two or three naps now. <laughs> Not with that attitude. We'll get you back there. Yes, yes. So I'll tell you what. I was a bit of a somber occasion. I'd actually booked tickets to um, Magic Round to, to take off tomorrow, so I'd be pretty annoyed this time tomorrow. Mate, how'd that go? Did they, you know, did they give everyone refunds or? Uh, the NRL did, yes. So they refunded everyone. The hotels were nice enough because all their um, uh, cancellations are a couple of weeks in advance if you, you book far enough. But um, the airlines are the trouble. We've got credits for the next six months on Tiger flights. They probably aren't going to get off the ground, to be totally honest. Yeah, right. So what are, what's what's plans for you this weekend? Um, magic. Uh, magic round ISO version at your house. What are you up to? Well, Jim, what are you up to, mate? I don't know. I was just going to say, mate. Uh, speaking of refunds, did they refund your membership fees this year, Dan? Ah, very, very clever. <laughs> I had to get one in. Tr- truthfully, I um, I, I'm a member of the Jets, but I'm not a member of the Sharks yet. I was gonna um, I was gonna do it in round two, but uh, fate <laughs> stepped in. Uh, and on a serious note, on a serious note, uh, good work on the club. They actually, because I've got four tickets, they actually uh, they suspended my payments till the till for the rest of the year. I said so. Um, that's pretty good from the Sharks, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I know it's a it's a week to week sort of thing, and you know, a lot of clubs are, are going about it the right way. But um, the DMs I'm getting when I ask during the week, a lot of clubs are just ignoring calls and emails and just charging like the games are on so that, that's a, it's a good shout man i'm glad to hear that but uh in terms of this weekend rich um mate i'll be i'll be probably crying for 48 of the however many hours are there in the weekend how about yourself yeah mate uh, not a lot haven't really thought too much about it um there'll obviously be beer involved um but how many beers is 
That's anyone's guess at this point. Jim, any points? Uh, nothing much for me. I had a pretty big one last Saturday night. Um, there might have been a couple other people there at my house. I can't confirm or deny that. Um, I may or may not have been one of them. <laughs> and this week, that's legal, Rich. You can have two people around at your place now, so... hey We can have threesomes again, guys. You'll be all <laughs> I mean, we could. <laughs> Speaking of beer... Rich, one of the best days of all time came last year. I can't remember the round. I should have done my research, but that's not my way. Uh, the mighty Newtown Jets smashed the Canterbury Bulldogs, the latter-leading Canterbury Bulldogs at the time, at the Beer, Footy and Food Festival. Uh, was that not the greatest day of all time, or what? Mate, that was my first trip to Henson Park. And oh. I hate that I'm admitting that. Um, but what a day. That really was... Um, I knew it was going to be a cracking day, but it exceeded all expectations. Have you, uh, you been to the greatest place on earth, Hanson, Jim? I have not yet. No, it's one of the few grounds I haven't been to. I've been meaning to for a while, but I actually now own a Newtown Jets jersey and a stubby holder after last year, so me and Rich bought some. So <laughs> next, oh, next time they're playing, I definitely want to get over there. That's right, the old, the old Fairweathers. Get their shots in about membership. Here's return serve. I went to about eight eight games last year and uh, saw them all, watched all the games online. These boys stroll up in brand new tags still on Jets jerseys at the uh, at the prelim. <laughs> oh, those are good times. Edgar was the grand final day, though. Oh, Bank West. That was ridiculous. I'd, you just throwing barbs at me from five rows back while I was sitting next to Mort all day, just giving it to me. Telling random people that I was the richest guy in the Shire, it was, um, and then that result at the end, it was, it was a great day. <laughs> it was, that was a beauty. <laughs> I, um, it hadn't looked like you, either of you guys had washed your jerseys. They still look brand new. Or did you buy new ones again? No, no, um, they were they were the same jersey, mate. <laughs> I thought it was good, Rich, how we parked in the players' car park that day. That was awesome. Oh, we did too. Yeah, that was good. How'd you, how'd you bribe yeah. your way in there? Mate, we just wound the window down. The security guard, it was the parking station right next to the ground and the signs from the street said parking here, like, you know, pointed in. And So we've driven in and this guy's just popped up with his high vis and said, you can't park here. And we're like, mate, the sign literally points in here and this is open. There's spots there. Like, can we get any? He just turned around and goes, you know what? Screw it. And he just threw off his high vis, walked off, and just we went in and parked. It was great. It's <laughs> fantastic. Ah, oh, it's it's you know you, you privileged people live a privileged life. <laughs> Boys, big question: What's your favourite type of yogurt? Oh, I've got a. Oh, he's gone the Chad Townsend. It's exactly what I was looking for, mate. Now, my, my next question is a multiple choice. Now, if you've got a four-on-one overlap and you're about to win the game for the Sharks against the Bulldogs, do you A, dummy and score, B, pass and score, or C, kick the ball to a Canterbury Bulldogs player and lose the game? <laughs> That's a no-brainer. Uh, kick the ball and lose the game. <laughs> It's the Sharks' way, huh? <laughs> Wait, do you, uh... If I was... Yeah, go on, mate. 
Sorry, if I was actually playing, yeah, it would probably be option C, but you'd want some of the other ones if you're a fan in the stand, right? That's exactly right. Were you guys there that day? No, I was uh, I was watching it at um, a special guest last night on the pod, Brett. I was watching his, his house. Um, it seemed like at the time I was the only one that cared and I was going absolutely ballistic in his lounge room. Hey, I don't know if you guys can see this, but uh, my phone's got about 30 cracks in it. That's Chad Townsend where I threw it against the wall in disgust. So, uh, speaking of last night's special guest, Rich, I heard he had a few cracks at you. What's going on there? Do you have a couple of um, subtle cracks? A fair play to him. Um, no, they were good. All, all in good fun. Now... I will, retu- I will return serve, though. I mean, he is the best man at my upcoming wedding so I can't go too hard at him because he's got the perfect opportunity to get me back on a much larger scale um, but he does he, he mentioned tennis and um, I think he, he compared my backhand to Boris Johnson um, I've just got to say that his overall game remind, do you guys ever see that video of the world's worst tennis player he's from the Ukraine Artem Barmet. Yes, yes, I've seen that. Yeah, he, he, that it literally. This week I played Brett, and it was it was like playing Artem. He's just ridiculous. Bit of the old guy can't win, a, can't win a point, and um, yeah, that's uh, so that's Brett. That's all I've got. But to be fair, you do have your own court in your own backyard. He probably has to pay for the privilege. It is true. It's on my roof. It is. Hey. Go on, Jim. Oh, sorry, Richie, I was just going to say, mate, do you honk at the cops when Brett's in the car, or do you just keep driving? <laughs> keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's an in-joke there. That's all right, mate. I, I'm here for that sort of stuff. Speaking of jokes, have you guys seen Bronson Zeri's haircut? What is doing? Oh, Why? No idea. Why are they all going that colour? Must be boredom. Who, who's who's the most likely out of us three to go to go peroxide blonde? Well, to be honest, with you, I, I can't give them too much flack because back in the day, I was renowned for doing it during this, uh, like the end of year school holidays. I'd go the full peroxide, um, and then one year decided to go full jet black hair. So I've, I've been through all that, and now my hair's horrendous. What about you, Jim? We, can we expect something crazy before uh, before round three? Uh, mate, pretty doubtful. I don't have a lot of hair, so I, I'm just holding on to a grim death to what I've got. I don't want to lose any more, mate. <laughs> I'm, with you. I'm with you, mate. Only a few haircuts left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, as we, um, we... Look, round three, like seems like forever. Seems like we've had another pre-season. What are you boys most looking forward to when the footy returns? Um, paying... Paying for overpriced warm beer. There's nothing better. Standing on a hill and drinking pretty much the equivalent of cat's piss um, for way too much money. That's just, yeah, nothing beats it. Um, have a, a money ball. I miss it a lot. Fantasy footy, Friday nights, beers, yeah, like kind of thing. It's pretty good. Making money or thinking I do when actually am losing it, so it's 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 pretty good. Are you any good at it, mate? One one day I won a two dollar comp, won about thirty bucks. Thought I was king shit for about two weeks. 
a stranger. It's fun. And, I mean, it, it keeps you interested, obviously, in games where you're not, you're like you're not a supporter of either team. But um, we set up little side comps. So, obviously, we jump in the $2 contest. And if you're friends on Moneyball, you can see how they're tracking as well. So, But sometimes we'll get little, you know, side comps going with four or five mates. And, um, yeah, makes it a bit fun. It's cool. You guys will have to teach me how to play when it comes back. I haven't, haven't done a few years. John, super coach. You so I get a twenty dollars referral fee. Thanks, mate. Oh, you're beauty. Let's talk, super coach. Rich, <laughs> I saw your side and it was shocking. Please tell me you made it better. You're kidding yourself for one, because um, the side's fantastic. No trades. I haven't looked at it since we went into isolation, and I decided that once the season kicks off, I'm not going to touch my super coach. For four rounds. It's risky. I like it. Risky, but that's that's the way it's going to be. Jim, you play you play super coach, mate. Yeah, mate. I, I, it was an extension to my money ball addiction. I'm into the super coach now. Um, my team was pretty good. The only thing I went downhill on was I had Burns in there, and I should have had Yo. Uh, I was a bit spewing about that in the centres. <laughs> How many sharks you guys got in the side? I think I've got, I've got Johnson, um, and then I think I've got Rudolph and Braley on the bench. Yeah, I've got the same. Um, maybe Will Kennedy on the bench as a as a bit of a rookie, make some cash. He, he's had a um, pretty amazing start to the season, in all honesty. Like, having a look at his stats, he's leading our metres per per over some like some bigger-name players. And um, the try assist, line break assist, and we haven't scored that many points. It's been pretty impressive. What do you make of his start to the season? He's been super impressive. Um, I think he, he certainly bulked up, or look, it appears that he's bulked up compared to um, last year, but... Um, Seems like he's got a hell of a lot of confidence. I don't know if it's, you know, obviously the great run that Newtown had. Um, a little bit of experience in first grade. But, yeah, he's he's really taken that jersey and um, he's really stamping his authority on it. Yeah, I, I got a feeling a bit like last year with Koff, with Flano, where I thought he was, we were a better team when Flano was in the team. I think this year we're going to be a better team when Kennedy's in there at fullback than anyone else. I just think he's consistent and plays a good brand of footy. Do you guys think Moylan comes back in straight into fullback or? Uh, personally, look, I think they will. Um, um, you know, I've got to feel for Will because who knows? I mean, are they are these guys going to get picked on their name? Like, just because they're fit doesn't mean they should play. But, I mean, they're getting the big buck. So, you'd imagine that Will's going to lose his spot to either Dugues or Moylan. Um, which I think would be a shame. But where else do you play them? I mean, can't really have Moylan coming off the bench. Um, I guess Deuce could play anywhere in the back line, so that's okay. But, yeah, I think if Moylan's fit and firing, you'd have to say that he would get the number one jersey. What do you guys think? Uh, I think competition for his spot's going to be good for Matt Moylan. I think if he, if his hamstrings hold up, we need him. He's our best ball player by an absolute mile, and we scored so many tries last year where he threw the second-last pass to create the overlap. 
Um, I, I go looking for it, obviously, for podcast fodder, but for everything he does wrong, he does three things right, but they're not as flashy, so people don't pick up on it. Uh, look, to win the comp, we, we need him, we need Dugan, and we need Johnson all firing. Um, look, natural selection, if he gets hurt in three weeks, well, Kennedy comes straight back anyways. And I think Kennedy's got 10 years as a Sharks number one, so I think, yes, absolutely has to come back in. Well, another one, the returning Jesse Ramian. What do you guys made of his start so far? A little bit slow? Yeah, a little bit a little bit slow. Um, but you know, he's easing back into it. I think he'll he'll um you know, he'll come good, most certainly. I I don't doubt it at all. I think he'll fire. Is he playing on that right side? Yeah, yeah, he should be should be, because Bronson will come back on in slotting on the left. Yeah. I think that's pretty lethal, right? Johnson, Nakora, and him. It's a wicked side. I tell you what, they'll, that um, that right uh, right winger will be putting everyone will be putting their hands up. Wait, round three, guys. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Which four players, full strength team, do you pick on the bench? Oh, I'd go. If, like if Dugs and Moylan are fit. Yep. Full strength. Um, I'd. I'd still carry a similar bench to what we've had. I think Connor Tracy deserves to stay there. Um, he's been flashy in, in his little stints for the first two games. Um, Yoeli, he's an absolute beast. He's got to be there. Um, I think Sorensen has really aimed up these first two games. I didn't think he'd get a start on a bench, um, but he's been very good. And I guess, yeah, wouldn't tinker with it too much from from what we put out the first two rounds. Uh, for me, I'd like the bench, but I'd pack Magulius there instead of Tracy. That's he was he was actually next on my list because um, I, I love Billy Magulius. I'm a I'm a Connor Tracy fan through and through. I actually think he's he's probably going to be our starting number seven before too long. Fingers crossed, anyways. Um, Billy Magulius. So we saw what he can do for Newtown. He's played well for Cronulla. Sort of stole my thunder there, Jim, but what do you make? Does he come back on the bench, Rich? Yeah, I'd say he would. He's, I only named three there. You'd have him on there. So you're dropping Sharks podcast favourite, uh, Toby Rudolph. It's hard. I mean, that's, it's, you know, do you, it depends. What, what role is Billy going to play? Is he there to cover the forwards or is he going to be there as a utility if he's going to be there to cover the forwards and you'd have Connor in case Braley goes down or if one of the halves goes down just but if you're going to go if you're going to go big then yeah obviously you'd have Rudolph in there Can Magulius play in the backs could he be a centre at a pinch oh, look he's probably probably capable I think Sorensen would be more the the option if a centre went down um, look, honestly, I'd, pro- I'd probably put Sorensen... I was going to say back to the Jets, but that's not happening this year. Because um, I think the jersey goes well with his eyes. And I think uh, I think Magulius is just that, that little bit more clever. But uh, look, I, I think it's, it's fun to talk about this because usually the bench picks itself out of necessity. It's good to have players coming through. One of Rich, young Ronaldo, is he a cult figure yet at Cronulla or what? I love the guy. He's an absolute weapon. Um, I just love how passionate he is. He, you know, he smacks his chest and beats the badge, and 
Um, you can just tell how much it means to him every time he runs out there. And I think I said it to someone last year, you don't really see like the passion come out of, of players when they're wearing the jersey unless it's at like a representative level. But he runs out in a Sharks jersey and you could just tell that he would do anything for it. And for his team and, and everyone around him, yeah, he's 100%. I, I hope we can stick on, like, keep holding him for his whole career because he's, yeah, he's a weapon. How was that game against the Tigers last year, that last round? Beast mode, right? Oh, insane. That's it. You um, you boys saw the State Cup final, yeah, the against Burley? Yeah. Did, did you see him run in, make that huge hit, force a mistake, then follow through with a headbutt and cop 10 in the bin? Oh, you got to love him. I, as Sharks fans, we love it. I reckon for anyone else, he's going to absolutely be like the most hated player in the competition in a couple of years' time. 100%. 100. It'll be one of those things where the, um, you know, the opposition hate him, but his teammates, like, he'll be the most loved player. It's, I love him. I love him so much. Hey, um, who's your favourite non-Sharks player? Oh, Jimmy, you can go. Absolutely. <laughs> Wins the start of origin. I was there that night. He scored the try right in front of me last year, the highlight of my year. So. Oh, that's fantastic. Speaking of origin, there's talk or there's confirmation that it'll be at the end of the year. You guys like that? Think it should be a full-time thing or you like current? Um, I don't mind it considering the you know it's going to be a condensed season and usually, obviously, how it's played out, you know, the players are kind of, you know, at their peak or nearing it when Origin comes around. And I feel in a condensed season, you know, they're well and truly going to be at that at the end. I mean, it'll be interesting if, you know, obviously there'll be players in it on both sides that could have just lost a grand final. So whether that has an effect on them on that stage or whether that just fires them up to, you know, not to lose two. So... No, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be great to uh, extend a already shortened season, yeah? Imagine that three, three weeks or whatever it is at the end of the year. The more footy you look forward to and at that quality, it'll be amazing. 100%. Absolutely agree. Yeah. I think that's... I love it. I think it's the way they should go forward, if it works, because you might see a lot of players are putting surgeries and stuff off and minor niggles get injured and it works worse. But, I mean, they got no choice this year. Speaking of origin, would you guys pick the uh, the famous TikTok three or the uh, the Instagram three? Oh, it's hard. I mean, obviously, like what you know, if we get to that point at origin and those three are the 
three informed players at the time, then what do you do? I think they, you know, they really could play themselves into contention and, um, you know, they could pretty much pick themselves if they're on their game. Um, you know, I don't know. I'd, I'm glad I'm not making that call. Yeah. I'd make that call in a heartbeat and have Cleary and Addo Carr in and never have Latrell play for New South Wales again. <laughs> Purely football related or...? <laughs> Yeah, football related. Oh, I can't believe that guy again, you know. Uh, gets dropped from New South Wales and, and blames, uh, you know, the race card on it. And now he gets busted doing the wrong thing and says it's about his culture. There's something wrong there with that guy. I'm not really sure what it is, but give him away. Mate, if, if the origin was next week, I'd say no chance any of them play. But there's going to be 30 off-season scandals by the time origin comes around. This will be well forgotten. 100%. When tickets go on sale for Origin, are you guys going to jump on or are you going to, going to play it safe and stay home and watch? Oh, that's hard. I, I don't know. Um, it's probably been a couple of years since I've been on Origin and you probably won't believe me. I did tell Jimmy this last weekend. I've, If I've been to an Origin, New South Wales have not lost. Ah, where you been? That's it. I um yeah, uh, unbelievable. But I it kind of just keeps going. Every game I go to, they win. Um, but I think I I don't know. Will crowds be allowed to go back by the end of the year? Will I mean, if it's at Bank West, like they're they're pitching, then I think I might jump at that because that'd be unbelievable. Yeah, I'll be there for sure. Um, it's nothing like being there. That that game last year, like I said. Fergo tipped down, down, tiptoeing down the sideline, in, back inside to the to Mitchell. Um, sorry to uh, Tedesco. That was just a highlight of my year. Watching him score that try in front of me, we won the series. It was amazing. Have we forgiven Fergo yet? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I begrudgingly have to agree. <laughs> I want to sink the boot. Hey, um, <laughs> boys, it's been a lot of fun. I'm going to leave you with a hypothetical. Uh, Rich, I won't ask you this. I don't want to get you in trouble. But Jim, um, five hot girls turn up to your door, knock on um, the door, and say, "Let's make a TikTok and whatever else." Are you letting them in? Hundred uh, percent, yes. <laughs> it's, it's like, I feel a little bit sorry for young Nathan, but uh, I don't think he's that hard up. So I think he's pretty stupid. Couldn't just get one of them in, not all five. It's, and he's allowed to. Exactly right. If he waited to tomorrow, he could have got two. So, mm. no brains. I if there was more than five, but I'm pretty sure he could have hidden a few others under that chin. <laughs> he could have. They're hiding away. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> who's the most likely member of Shark's Twitter to make a TikTok video? Shark's Twitter. Well, we talk, we're obviously talking players. No, no, the boys, uh, uh, the fans, the players is obviously Toby. Oh, um, I reckon yourself or more. <laughs> are, are you Sharks Twitter rich? You'd be keen for a TikTok? Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, there, actually, I, I lie. There is, there is one in the works, so stay tuned, TikTok world. Is that you and M doing a dance? I can imagine it. It's certainly not dancing, but there is a TikTok. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I can't wait for this. You'll have to tag me, mate. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it trending worldwide in no time. Hundred percent, Dan. I do. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot for a minute. 
There was a, uh, a special guest this week. Uh, he's a good friend of the pod, a good friend of mine. I went to school with him, Gaz. Gaz Dot. Yes. Um, I actually, bu- I actually bumped into old Gaz today, and uh, we we're chatting all things Cronulla and, and pod. And uh, he actually had a few words to to say to you. You're not returning his calls. Um, he's he's pretty upset, mate. Do you have anything to comment on that? Um, mate, that was a one and done. It was uh, it was spoken about beforehand. <laughs> that that actually show went really well. It was a lot of fun, and he um he was a great sport because we hit him with some purposely like ridiculous, cringy questions, and he answered them with a smile on his face. And it was um I'd have, I'd have Gaz back on tomorrow night. Absolutely, he's a legend. He was. That was such a good night. The follow up with Toby was good, and obviously yourselves. Uh, last night was a rare blip, but it's been it's been a good week for the old fins up. The Superior Sharks podcast. <laughs> Boys, we're we're wrapping down. I've got ten minutes left to airtime. Anything else you want to add? Any questions? Any digs at people on Twitter? Floor's yours. Cool. Um, if I had more time to think about it, I could have had something, but um. No, mate. Who are you attacking on Twitter this week? Um, to be honest, I haven't. I've sort of kept off Twitter because work's been busy with um with the current circumstances. But uh, look, it's a big weekend coming up, and I do have tomorrow off, and the night is still young. So, who knows? <laughs> what, are we, uh, what are we all making of uh, Valandis, mate? I reckon he's just going to be pretty good for the game. He won't take no for an answer. I love that. It's very strong, right? Mate, I'm a fan. I I think. Um, yes, wait, sir. just one question before we go. Todd Greenberg, did he have to have to step down? Oh, um, I think he did, but I think he's been absolutely roasted. Um, you know, he's been dragged across the coals. Who else would want to do that job? The things he's had to sort of come through. I know, and he even, you know, he said the same thing. You know, you know, obviously no one's perfect. You can't always make the right decision or the, the right call in the moment, but he did a pretty good job. Um, I didn't really see anyone else putting their hand up to do it. Um, but, yeah, I, I reckon Zalandis will, as you guys said, he won't take no for an answer. Um, I reckon he'll do a good job if he... I mean, is he? have they said, is he... I guess he's, he's definitely in contention for it, but is he the front runner? do you think? He's he's the head of the commission. I don't think he'll, he'll run for CEO. I think he uh, I think he's more powerful on the um, Jim might be better place than me. I think he's more powerful than the CEO, isn't he? Well, yeah, I guess he's got like hiring and firing. But I think if he keeps the commission only, he's still the CEO of Racing New South Wales. So that makes him even more powerful, right? <laughs> yeah, let's just let him run the whole world. Fuck it. Believe for being. Let's do it. Mate, right, boys, it's been absolutely fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on and sticking at Demort. So I'm uh, looking forward to tripling these figures from last night. <laughs> Thanks for having us, mate. Who we who we hailing on the way out? Look, I I know it was a revenge pod, but I feel like it it'd just be sweet if you could hail Mort on the way out. Hail Mort, guys, let's do it. <laughs> hail Mort. Hail Mort. Hail Mort. Thanks, guys. <laughs>